0: Welcome to Pure the
1: Podcast, I'm Mike. And this is Orlando, and we are on episode 63. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, because I just called an episode that we're dropping after this one, episode 63. Yeah, we, we get
0: into these weird time travel things, I feel like, because of the order that we record stuff. So we've got a uh, an episode that's going to be releasing on Sunday, an incredible interview with Hustle at Home Mom. Uh, it was super awesome, uh, but we recorded it before this one. So, yeah, I think you got a little confused there. Yeah, that
1: should have been episode 64. So,
0: so you won't hear Orlando's mistake until Sunday. But when you hear it on Sunday, maybe Mike should awkwardly
1: edit. So, it'll go like episode. Is, and then I don't know where you hear me go 64. 64. It'll be like episode 64. <laughs> like, it won't <laughs> we, match. We should, it's so bad. So, anyways, apologize to you guys if you listen to the interview on Sunday. My bad. But, uh, Listen, that interview, definitely worth listening to. And if you haven't listened to Craigslist Hunter's interview, it's the most listened to, most watched uh, interview or episode that we've had because uh, it was that good. And we truly believe that Hustle at Home Mom's interview is next level, like definitely worth your time.
0: Yeah, It was super awesome. So, um, yeah, if you, don't, if you don't already follow her, make sure to go follow her. She has some incredible YouTube videos. She's got a great Instagram account. Uh, So and check us out on Sunday when we have we went for like an hour and a half and got pretty pretty deep with some stuff. So yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, it'll be amazing. Um, But man, we're we're finally back in Cali. We're finally
1: back in the studio doing an update episode. It's been a long time. You're still in eBay open mode. I see your shirt. If you're listening to the podcast, Mike decided to wear his eBay open shirt. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm wearing my eBay open shirt and it's uh, free swag. Yeah, it's this is this is one of the things I decided I wasn't gonna sell. I you know will keep this one, but you know I got
1: some fanny packs. I don't know what to do. Did you see other people? I thought like I scored in. with like two fanny packs. There's people have like cratefuls of eBay fanny packs.
0: Yeah, no, I I saw some people getting a handful of those. Also, I didn't realize like eBay Open is like Disneyland with like the buttons. Like there's like totally that is true. button collection going on there.
1: That is true. So next year, if your eBay opens. Keep an eye for the Pure Hustle podcast buttons. Yeah. Maybe help us design one. Send in your designs. That'd be sweet. They just have to put the logo on the front.
0: Yeah, no, that'd be cool. But we could have like a <laughs> I mean, second what? one. We could we could do like just the logo, like bland logo. And then like maybe like our, one of our listeners can design a super cool one with like a duck decoy that says like
1: Pure Hustle podcast. I don't know. There you Who go. Knows? Who knows? Okay. lot going on. Update episode. We got to like time travel in our minds and stuff that's happened right outside. We're going to talk about eBay Open right during our like kind of reseller topic section, but want to catch up a little bit. <laughs> how's, how's life been? How's reselling been? Yeah. Um,
0: I don't, don't ask me that right off the bat. I'm going to ask you because I've got a lot to talk about. Well, and I don't want to be that guy. That's just like, boom. well, bom, you, bom. so it's, it's, you,
1: you did have a garage sale that you ran. Now, are you sharing that later on? Is that, no? Kind of I mean, update? I can, I can definitely talk about that now. Right, so let, let's let refresh the listeners since there's been so many episodes what what happened like what led to that garage sale and what what did you do so like just to to give
0: um a little bit of background most of our listeners already know like i'm downsizing moved out of our condo uh bought a fifth wheel moving into the fifth wheel and one of the things that we were prepared for um but weren't really prepared for was the amount of things we had to sell or give away right And if you think about it like my wife and i've been married for like eight years and so we've got a huge collection of stuff like not just like collection of like knickknacks type stuff, but like things like our home we built together. So like living room, so couch and and the coffee table and all this stuff. And and a lot of it went like room by room on like Craigslist or our Facebook Marketplace. But towards the end, we knew like we had to get rid of a lot of stuff, so we decided to have a garage sale. Which um, our location wasn't ideal because we we're like right on a big popular road and like we don't really have a driveway. So luckily we were on the main street. But we have like I don't know a couple of feet of grass before our house, and so we just set up there in like the common ground. Uh, but it was really interesting to be on the the selling side, I guess, of a garage sale, instead so the buying side. Because you know when I go to garage sales, I'm looking at what are the items I want to buy, what's the best deals that I can get, and I've got like certain I've got a certain mode that I'm in when I'm haggling. I got a certain mode, and as the seller. I'm kind of on the opposite end of it, right? So I'm thinking, one, anything that's really worth something on eBay, to me at least, I would have already sold on eBay It'd be my eBay inventory. So I kind of felt bad for resellers that were coming. Uh, but there were, I'm sure there were still some that found some things that were th- more their niche and their style and and part of it was, you know cost benefit analysis. like it's not worth my time to try and list this stuff. I just need it gone. Uh, but it, man. You meet some interesting people at, at garage sales. Like other Mike sure. and
1: Orlando's?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there was a few of those, but a lot of them came early and kind of just looked around, didn't see what they were looking for and and bounced. Uh, but but man, like the the stories, like we got some people who would like come and tell us like we we had this one older couple, the lady was there first and she was buying a few things and she decided that her husband needed to get this like tool set workbench thing that I had. And so she made him come made me show him how to use it. And he was so embarrassed the whole time. He's like, I already know how to use this. I already, I don't need to be shown. It. And she's like, no, show him, show him how to use it right now. And so I'm like, okay. It's so like, I'm in this awkward oh moment goodness. of like trying to teach this guy. And he's like, I don't need to be taught. And I'm like, okay, we're good. And she's like, no, you teach him right now before I buy it. And so like, it was, it was really interesting, but I knew I, every-
1: You know, but you never experienced that. And I've never seen that in a regular
0: garage film. <laughs> like why yours? I, I mean, I don't know. It was, I mean- you're you're probably also not paying attention to a lot of things that are going on. That is
1: true. That is true because you're sourcing and you're trying to move on. Yeah, you're you're kind okay, of focused I get it. in
0: your world, uh, but man, there was some there was some interesting people that we met. Some kind of some cool things. I think a few weeks ago, my my hustle of the week was an item that I sold. You know, a, a motorcycle jacket, and the guy told me a story about you know riding professionally in another country and. He was going back and was going to donate it and give it as a gift to a friend of his that lived in the country. So, you know, you you meet some interesting people, but I knew everything that didn't sell was going to the Salvation Army. So I was really one of those people that was willing to wheel and deal. Like the beginning of the garage sale, which I think, I think there's some resellers that must know this because at the beginning of the garage sale, I was a little more firm on prices. Mm-hmm. And towards the end, it was like, basically take it, right? Like people would bundle a bunch of stuff and I'd say like, I don't know, $5. And they were happy to hand it over. There were some times I was like, and if you want anything else, just take it for free. Like anything, someone would ask me, like, how how much are your books? I said, as much as you can hold for a quarter, right? Like, wow. I just want it gone. If only
1: you were the consistent garage sale guy, like every garage sale I went to. But
0: if you were to go to garage sales at one o'clock on a Sunday, I only did a one day Saturday one. o'clock one.
1: on a Sunday? But
0: I mean, that's like, you know, how a lot of times people are like Saturday, yeah, Sunday. Yeah, it the end. yeah, yeah. yeah. So if people are, because I was, everything that didn't sell was going to the Salvation Army, which I did. I loaded it all up, took it to the Salvation Army. So as it got close to the end, it was like, I'll pay you to take like, I put, I finally took our kitchen table and I put a free sign on it and I moved it out a little bit further away on the street. Sure enough, somebody stopped and picked it up. Like, I'm like, I'm not taking that thing is not going back in my house and it's not going to the Salvation Army because I don't have room for it. Please just take it. Right. So something that starts off at 50 or $25 is like, I'll pay you to take it, please. I don't want
1: it. I wonder. if It just you, sounds overwhelming. Like the whole thing. Did I have? A, have I ever done a garage sale that we're gonna ask? Well, you, have you ever been to the one like late where they're basically just please take everything? Yeah, but it's usually junk. That's like, true. I, I would say by that time, like there's a reason. First of all, why they're trying to get rid of it. Second of all, it's the end of the day, and that's why no one's picked it up. But you never know. Like I've been a garage sale towards the end. There's some good valuable stuff there still.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, and that was one thing I knew about our garage sale is nothing that we had. I mean, there were a few things was like, when did we get this? Like, this is kind of a junky piece of, you know, I don't know, pot or something, you know, a pot and pan. A pot. We, I'm glad you clarified yeah. that. <laughs> um, and it's like, man, this one's kind of beat up. I didn't even know we had this one. But um, for the most part, like my wife has got, you know, really good tastes and she likes nice things. And so like the lamps that we had, like we were selling these like really nice lamps that were like. We were selling them for five dollars each and we probably paid like fifty dollars each for them. They're really nice. And Did that condition. hurt
1: or are you just happy to get rid of
0: stuff? You know, we were we just wanted to get rid of it, but to be perfectly honest, you do get to a point where it's like, man, like you know, you're watching you're watching your life go away. You know, mm. like you watch a whole room of your house is now just empty and you kept maybe five percent of it, right? And it's just gone. And yeah, you got a couple hundred bucks in your pocket, but you know, the memories and everything is gone. But it's part of what we wanted
1: to do to, to go into where we're going. What about you? Well, first of all, a couple of things to take away from Mike's garage sale experience. Number one is, remember, most people are trying to get rid of stuff at garage sales. That's why we're so big about garage sales, because we find that people are really willing to sell. And so that's how you're able to get the best ROI. Second part is the good stuff is usually right away, right? It's early, right? I, I hate it when I show up to a garage sale 30 minutes late. Not saying that there isn't profitable stuff. I've had some major scores like at 9 a.m., but there's always like that golden hour, right? And in San Diego, I find that it's like 7 and 9, but it's more like 7 and 8. I find it's like 6 to 7.30. That's true. It depends where you go, though. I mean, Mike goes to a different part because, you know, he won't garage sale with me, but the parts he goes to, it is earlier. And, And the other part of it is that, you know, ultimately, like, people... Like they just want to see you be able to be upfront, right? About I, I think did it bother you that like there, like did you know they're a reseller? Did anybody say they're a reseller? Um, no. That that's
0: the weird thing. I mean, we had a few that like you could tell like, did they take
1: out their phones.
0: Yeah, we had a few people looking some things up. We had people like I said that were there really early. That kind of just like looked over. They looked at stuff. They asked, "Do you have this? Do you have this?" And when we said no they like left you know so like there people came looking for certain things um there were a few people who i feel like kind of tried to hide it like there were a lot of people that came for jewelry so like my yeah. wife had a lot of costume jewelry they pull out the like the little monocle yeah we had a guy who had the right and he's looking at stuff and you know any any jewelry that is worth anything we didn't have out there it was just costume jewelry which yeah. there were a lot of people who came looking for and liked costume jewelry um knowing it wasn't you know like real silver but I think one of the guys with the monocles um bought a bought a fake silver ring that he thought was real. Ooh. But we only sold it to him for a dollar. Like we didn't like it was the same thing we we're selling all the costume jewelry for. But like he was super excited about this one. He's like, How much for this? And we're like, oh, it's what dollar. if it was real? What I mean, if all this time? Pocket. But
1: Mike, what if all this time you thought
0: it was fake, but it was real? Yeah. What if we got a real, a real silver ring and like one of those uh You'll never know what are those little like uh, i don't remember what they're called but you know in the mall like the 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 costume jewelry places oh that's where you got it from yeah like, it's not like right. claires or something yeah yeah claires that's what i mean like so yeah i'm not i'm not concerned that claires accidentally had like you know a 200 or 300 dollars ring in <laughs> their inventory right, okay so that
1: okay i just you know if you got but, it from
0: claires obviously it's not silver but you know there's there's so many people who do that. Like it makes me feel like, am I
1: missing out on like not getting in the the precious metals game? I don't know. I mean, there's there's other tools too that you can use when you're out there. I don't do the precious metals, but I know some people that do. I actually one of my good friends. That's pretty much all he does is precious metals, but he and he has it down where he can like find stuff super fast. But it it takes time. I mean, it's it's a niche. I think it's if you want to, it's worth getting into. It just takes time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've I've been at so many garage sales where people roll up. Gold? Do you have any? You have any gold? Do you have any? Seller? Really? I've never like, nope. seen that. That's like, so wild.
1: That's interesting. I've seen the Lego guy, the Lego guy, the video game guy. You know, again, any but Nintendo. I'm hundred percent. So two, th- two more things, and I'll get to my life. Uh, one is, um, it's interesting. You'll notice this in the hustle at home. Uh, mom interview. Like she, she always shares. She's a reseller, right? I mean, she's not like, hey, everyone, like reseller here, but. Yeah. Like she's able to get better deals. So I always want to encourage you guys, like when you're out there, most of the time it helps to say you're a reseller. And the second one is the the thing about niches, right? Craigslist Center, that has stuck with me when he said, you know, you should know at least five or six and then like every six months try to learn a new one. I think that's super valuable, especially when you're at garage sales and there might be the guy out there with their phone who's trying to research, but you don't need to research because you already know that niche, right? It's super powerful to you. So just wanted to share that. Good. All right. So a couple, a few things it's been, it seems like so much has happened. Like, I feel like eBay open was like we entered another dimension for a little while and then we returned back to reality. That's how I feel. It was. So I got to a point where I was listing like crazy and the sales came in like crazy. Yeah. Like I will say eBay, Amazon, both, both. Okay. I, I would say June was one of my best months I've had in a long time. Which is so, kind of surprising. Summer speed up. Yeah, something like that. You know, and again, I don't want to go out there and go like, yeah, what summer slowdown? All I want to say is like, hey, the things we've talked about, like listing, sending offers, diversifying your sourcing, you know, doing whatever you can to make sales, it works. At least it worked this last time. You know what I mean? And I think the good till canceled effect didn't affect things if you were consistent and you were active in your store. And if you did promoted listings, I think promoted listings and they cleared that up at eBay Open that promoted listings keeps your stuff in the race. Mm. Okay, especially after 90 days. The other thing is Amazon Prime Day. Oh, my.
0: Yeah. Fire?
1: Fire. Like, no, okay. Uh, yeah. There was a fire, but then like, like the woodshed got like extinguished. So what I mean is like... Major fire, but major returns like within a week. Ooh, so there was like a blowback. It was like backdraft. So yeah, it, it, kind, kind of like that. So let's say like you, let's say it's throughout numbers. Let's say you made 10K. You should have been ready for like one to two K in returns. That's kind of how it was. Mm. And so it hurt, but I had to think of the bigger picture, right? That I had tons of sales and and that carried things. I mean, you know, eBay open was, sales were dead. Just That was my fault. I had all these drafts and I didn't even like make them go live. Mm but the money I made at Amazon prime was more than enough to cover, you know, one or two months and I was good. So I know a lot of people are going back and forth on Instagram. Like I, I don't make any sales. Some people were like, it makes a lot of sales. I just think that Amazon, you know, was the rising tide that raised all ships. And so even if you didn't have those lightning deals, even if you didn't have like those private label items, as long as you're priced competitively, like you made sales on those days.
0: Yeah. And because Amazon has some things, some features built in that encourage people to spend more. Um, like right now they have, uh, if you buy with your Amazon card, like depending on how much you you spend, you get either six months, 12 months, 18 months equal pay. Right. So that's interesting. 100% interest free. And then like, so let's say you spend $200 on something. You can get like the 12 months equal pay. But if you spend $500, you can get like 18 months of equal pay. And, each time you buy stuff. So if you had like some things in your cart or you were thinking about and you were prime day and you were like buying a bunch of stuff, that would be the time to bundle in more things so you can Mm. get that equal pay or, you know, so Amazon has some stuff built in to encourage people to spend more. And so, yeah, if there are people already spending that day, I'm sure it did increase overall, every, everybody, as long as you've got items that people are looking
1: for. Yeah. So I, again, I'll say, I wish I went harder in June. I mean I did go hard. I mean I I made the majority of my money from ShopCo closeouts and Office Depot closeouts, but I should have just been doing more of the, you know, the other retail arbitrage because the Velocity of sales, I felt like Q4 hmm. it was so nice. But hey, well, the nice thing is um Prime Day comes every year, right? It's true. a new holiday. So now I do have an update on the other P platform. No, there's only one P platform on Poshmark.
0: Yeah, how's that going? You done with it? I'm done. Like right, that's fair. For now. Okay,
1: here now, not just because Craigslist Hunters had to be done with it. It's funny because some people DM'd us. Did you see that? Uh-uh. And they're like, Well, you got your validation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but listen, I this half a, not half, probably like two-thirds of the items that were on Posh sold on eBay for decent money. And I didn't have to share closets. I didn't have to do anything about it. Now. I will share later about some cross posting tools that are now available, which I'm going to go back for a little bit and, and just test it. out the water. So we'll talk about
0: that. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, Craigslist under mentioned it and I think it's right. Poshmark, when we put time into it, when my wife and I really started to put time into Poshmark, it's insane. Like there were a couple of times where, um, you know, you and I were doing things at eBay Open. And my wife had some downtime. And so she just spent that time sharing closets, right? Like she she didn't have we didn't have things ready to to list on eBay either. And we hadn't shared closets in like a month. And immediately sales started coming in on Poshmark, right? So it is, if you've got the time, so maybe it's it's time you have, but not, you know, opportunity to to source or whatever it is, Poshmark definitely can be it for you. So we're definitely not saying it's not a good thing. Like if, if that's your thing, it's great. But It's every platform's that way. The amount of
1: energy and time you put into it is going to be what you get out of it. I agree. I mean, again, if Poshmark was my only goal, there's some people that make a living off Poshmark. So it's totally doable. It's just right now. It just, maybe with this cross posting tool, like things will change.
0: But if you still have to share closets, I don't know if the cross posting tool will help
1: with that. True, true, true. I mean, I'm kind of in this in between right now because We'll talk about, we've talked about this before, but with uh, MUA, eBay's Multi-User Access, did I say that right? Uh-huh. Multi-User Access Account. That's what MUA stands for. Like, it's it's hard because with this listing tool that we'll talk about a little bit, like, you can do multiple listings, but I will tell you, there's not, there's nothing better than using a program that's native to the original program. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If you're not using like a third party now, third parties can be great, Um, but there's always going to be hiccups, right? When there's an update to the system and things don't, you know, the two systems don't always play nice together for a little while. And you know, you you run into problems and if it's native in the program, you know, you've got the support for it. If something goes wrong, you're not worried about, well, sorry, that was the third party and the third party saying, no, that was eBay, you know? Mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. it, I'm sure it does help. And yeah, the, the multi-user access, if, if you are going to have, uh, employees. I mean, it sounds it sounds like a
1: huge benefit. Oh, huge. Like I'm already getting a certain use like tomorrow I'm going sourcing. I'm dropping all that stuff off and I'm going to go through mua with my with my helper and she's going to use it. I mean, it and I've tried it myself. I signed myself up and it was flawless. Hmm. It worked really well. Okay. Do you have any random stories?
0: Yeah, I've got so many. I got a ton, but I mentioned a few podcasts ago, so I feel like I have to tell about the possum.
1: The possum? I think I, I, This is out of nowhere. This, is, this isn't even in our notes, the possum.
0: Yeah. Well, I thought I mentioned it. Well, So at the garage sale, my wife and I, we're literally, I was sitting on a rocker chair. So our, like the little front yard that we have is on a hill. Okay. So I'm on a rocker chair and she's on like this wing back chair and we're both like tilted forward. And like, you know, it's really weird. Um, and so we just looked awkward sitting on the front on these chairs and we're watching this lady. And it was weird because our garage sale was really close to an estate sale. Like the estate sale was just around the corner from us and all the signs for the estate sale were right by us. Mm-hmm. So we had so many people walk up to our our sale and say, oh, is this the estate sale? And we, we'd say, no, this is a garage sale. The estate sales around the corner. They would just leave and go to the estate sale. So there were a few times I was like, yes, yeah, come on in. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but this one lady who like would not come into our garage sale. She just wanted to go to the estate. So I wouldn't even look at her stuff. So I was already kind of like, man, that's weird. Then she runs across the street and gets in her car. And my wife's like looking over there. She's like, what is that underneath her car? <laughs> right. And she's like, is that like a bag? Or and we we
1: see something. You should have underneath- made this an Instagram story. It would have been epic. <laughs> and
0: there's like, At first, I couldn't tell what it was. but There's something moving like by the engine of her car. And then I'm like, it's it's like an animal, like a cat or something. And then it started. to, It's crawling out of her engine, right? Backing out of it. Okay. So it's like she gets in her car and she starts it
1: up. You live in San Diego, right? Yeah. 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 Okay.
0: You you don't see possums here very often. And she starts the car up. And so it starts to pull itself back in. And we see the long possum tail. And I'm like, that's a possum. And it's like crawling into her car and she starts to pull off. And I'm like running out in the street, like trying to stop her with my hands. And she just like mad dogs me as she's driving away.
1: And I'm you like don't, you don't
0: blow her a kiss. Like, over the episode? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there's there's a possum in here. And all I could see is like, you know, this poor possum. Like, but I'm assuming because we live in the city city, like, yeah, you there, are. there are no there's no possum, there's no fields around us. So I'm assuming that wherever she lives from, like wherever she lives and came from, she brought the possum in her car. And the possum was like, I'm out of here. But before it could fully get out of the car, she's driving away. And so I'm like, well, I hope it makes it back home, you know. But so that was uh that was one of the interesting is, things we saw while we were out there. So it's kind of random. It's you know? reselling related, kind yeah, of. Yeah, we're having a garage sale and <laughs> there and you go. It's
1: a possum. You got a possum from, in the middle of San Diego.
0: Which, you know, like, yeah, some of our listeners might be like, I see possums all the time, but you know, for for the city to see a possum yeah, cr- no. crawling out of an engine of a car.
1: No, and you do live, like, I live out, it's a little country, mm. so I could see there being a possum, but where you're at, there's no, <laughs> where did that come from? I don't know. You know what I mean? That's so crazy. Okay. What about you? Anything well, I got random? a couple stories. They're not, re- they are reseller related. So one was that I I want to just share this because these are just tips to use at estate sales and it's, it's common knowledge, but you know, sometimes reminders are good. so I went to this estate sale and you know, where we live, where I live, it's like very much like country, right? Like cowboy boots, cowboys, rodeos and stuff like that. It's in San Diego, by the way, like a lot of people, when, when they see my IG stories, they're like, what, where are you? Right. But if you go East County, San Diego, like it's a different world. So I go to the estate sale, and the reason I do is because on the pictures they showed on Craigslist, which I still use Craigslist to research garage sales. you still do that? Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: That's my number one way of looking. I'm mean, going to use yard shield treasure map, but... But it goes back to Craigslist. Goes
1: back to Craigslist, yeah. yeah. So they had cowboy boots, and they had Harley gear, and they had everything. So I show up, and I'm like, whoa, like no one has touched this stuff. Like it's the second day. And and I don't know, maybe other stuff got picked up, but there's all kinds of Harley gear, and there's all these cowboy boots in the in the closet. And some of them are, I think you say Lucchese or Lucchese. Oh, I hope I said that right. I know it's not. Uh, Lu- I hope I know it's not Luci. <laughs> That's just terrible. And so all these boots were there. And they were high priced. They were like $30, $24. I mean, high price for me, $20. And then I went to, you know, to the real estate lady and I said, Hey, you know, I know it's a second day. Are you guys gonna make you know, are you guys going to drop prices? They're like, no, the owner really wants them at this. And then I, so I just kept, I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate. But I wonder if I offered on all of them if I can make a deal. So then I, I keep walking around. And then I hear somebody else in Spanish going, you know, si vuelvo a la una, me, me dá en medio precio. That's terrible Spanish, by the way. Those of you that listen to Spanish. And it's basically what they were saying is like, hey, if I come back at one, will, will I be able to get this at half price? And she said yes in Spanish. So I'm like, Hmm, number one, I'm glad I know Spanish. <laughs> number two, they're still willing to willing and deal. Right? I mean, you know, so I'm like, all right, let's try this again. So I go, I go, Hey, listen, if I buy everything, if I buy all your Harley gear, all your cowboy boots, are you willing to work with me? And she goes, yeah, I'll give you 30%. I'm like, what? I got to know her. I go, listen, I'm buying all of it. How about 50%? She goes, "Ah, you know what? I could do 50% on all the cowboy stuff and 30% on the Harley. And I go, can I, I go, does it have to be all the Harley? Because you got like this leather jacket for like 400. And I really, I, I don't know if I want to spend that much on this jacket. And they said, yes. And I'm like, what? Like, this is, So again, if you go into an estate sale, like it doesn't hurt to ask because what happened out of that conversation, I gave her my business card. She gave me my business card and she was going to give me a call later. If the Harley stuff was available, don't know if it wasn't or wasn't it. You know, I never got a call back, but I made a major deal, but here's the other thing. So I have all these boots right now. You've had it, right? You get that reseller envy, right? You see somebody walking out with stuff and like what? And this other guy comes in and he's like, Hey, you, you sure you got enough money for all that? You know, I'm trying to be humble and modest. I'm like, I'm good. I, I got the money. Don't, don't, I, I go, really? Like, you think I'd come in here and make this kind of deal? And, and he's like, well, you know, I don't know. Maybe you don't have enough cash to pay for all of this. And I was like, okay, whatever. So, but here's the thing if I had stepped away from my estate sale, if I had to go to the bank and get cash out, that guy might have come in and you know taken all that stuff. So, two tips out of this. Number 1, always go for the bigger bulk deal. And here's what's interesting. I had to buy a couple of boots that had holes in them. Hmm. But I bought everything for 134. I sold the, one of the boots with holes in them for like $40. Wow. So I'm still good. good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the other one is make sure you have enough cash. Right, because you never know. I mean, it had it cost me, you know, more, I I would have been okay. But people, you know, other re- I've done it myself. Where like I'm like, hey, if that guy doesn't come back, like I'm willing to pay this for it. Yeah, and I, I
0: mean, it's starting to get easier. Certain garage sales where you don't have to necessarily have cash. Like I remember my big department fifty six haul. Um, I had already done a lot of shopping throughout the day, mm-hmm. and when I first started gra- going to garage sales, it was like, all right, I'm gonna bring. $20, right? And I'm like, this is big. I'm, I'm going out and I'm spending, right? And then it was like, all right, after doing pretty good for a few weeks, I'm like, I'm going with $100 that I'm willing to with spend. A hundo. Yeah, and, and it starts to go up, right? Like, as you start to realize, like, I need capital, right? Like, I need to have the money available because you never know what you'll find. When I made that deal with all of those Department 56 items, I go into my wallet and I don't have enough. And I'm like, oh, no. I know I have some more money in the car. And I go and I count. It's not enough. And I'm like, this is not good. Right. Because I was worried, like, if I have to drive away, you never know. Right. Like, mm-hmm. or maybe I give them a deposit and I come back like, you know what? We thought about it. It's not. So luckily, the ladies at the garage sale accepted Venmo and I was able to just Venmo them right there. But but yeah, you, you never know. It's important to have that money. Oh, I've got one more quick random story I'm just going to throw in. there. Oh, wow, OK. I'm gonna so, it's in. a good
1: thing we've changed up our episode breakdown because we're like we're just dropping stories. All right. Go ahead. So um, speaking of Venmo. One of the things we sold in
0: our house was like this like coffee bar that we made. It was like an old dresser that we painted like that chalk paint white. And we like put a glass piece on the top and nice knobs and painted them gold. And we sold it for $80 on Facebook Marketplace, uh, mostly because we needed to get rid of it quickly. And the guy, they, they brought a U-Haul to pick it up. We load it in, he goes to Venmo me. As soon as he sends it to me, he goes, oh no. And I look down at my phone. He sent me $800. Nice. Right? (laughs) So I said, so I said, too bad. And I left. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. (laughs) So I instantly was like, no, no, don't worry. It happened. So I refunded him 720. I didn't refund. I just paid him 720. And then as I walked in the house, I'm like, I wonder if this is like some kind of scam. I was like, did he just like get $720 from me and my dresser? But then luckily it all worked out. But I was like, man, it's, it's, you can easily
1: mess up on Venmo too. So be careful. No, I, I hear you. So, no, but I agree. Like I've been, I, you know what though I do find that the garage sales that have like Stripe or have Venmo or whatever, they end up being pricier. I can see that. Right. But maybe that's, that would be awesome. Cause again, I'm not a fan of carrying cash. Yeah. I never carry cash. Like only at garage sales. Right. So who knows, but uh, okay. I want to share. Okay. I have one more thing to share. So I always talk about how like we're more than resellers, right? We're either personal shoppers or treasure hunters. We connect people with their past. And so yesterday I had someone send me an offer, and it was on a Harley hat. And this hat is like, it's vintage, but it looks vintage. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like Mm. stains and everything. And it's all for a good price. And I knew it would sell. But he goes, Thank you so much with me. Thank you so much for this awesome, you know, hat. I'm so thankful. I'm like blown away. Like, dude, like, do you know what you're getting? he's like. I used to wear that hat back in the eighties and it means so much to me. I'm like, awesome. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm about to, uh, you know, hopefully win a, an auction on another hat that I used to wear. And then he messages me, Oh, I lost out on that one. I go, and he sends me a picture of it and I go, you know what? If I find this hat, I will contact you. Mm. And I've had that before where I've had a seller. Like I had a, I have somebody right now that buys Dr. Pepper hats. Hmm. And whenever I have a Dr. Pepper hat, she'll buy it for me. Hmm. So I know to go directly to her. And so it's good to develop like this database of people that are repeat buyers on certain items. So then he goes, Oh, that'd be awesome. You find that shirt. Look forward to doing business with you again. And he goes, check this out. So he sends me a picture from the eighties of him and his son, like full on stash and this sweet Harley hat. And it was the one that I sold him. And I'm like, I love what I do. Like it just, it meant a lot to me. Like, he And i he was just so excited about getting this hat that he lost a long time ago. And I found this like in some random bin sitting on the bottom. And who knew that this would, you know, bring, bring a bigger ROI of not just a profit, but hey, I was able to connect somebody with something from the past. And who knows, it might have been his hat. That Okay. That's next level. Like Whoa. if he comes back to me and goes, this is my it hat. It has
0: my initials on the inside. That would be crazy.
1: <laughs> But you never know. You never know. So, anyways, we're more than resellers. Yeah, we connect people with their past in a good way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, like, we're kind of like psychologists
1: or therapists. <laughs> we're therapists. <laughs> all right. Anyways, did we we did a podcast through therapy back yeah, in the day? Yeah. So, all right, that is our random stories. Yeah. Okay. Do we have a sound effect for for reselling topics? For updates, like, it, it should, should just be like, like breaking, breaking news. news. Yeah. That one. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna talk about eBay open a little bit. We already talked about Amazon Prime Day. Here, here's what I learned about Amazon Prime Day. I didn't know that Amazon doesn't share their numbers. Did you know that about Prime Day? Like they share Black Friday, I think, and they share, but they won't share about Prime Day. Huh.
0: I mean, they're gonna end up sharing their their quarterly report. So you could probably guesstimate what Prime Day did for their, their revenue and 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 gross income but yeah i mean maybe it makes sense if if they're blowing it up into this like artificial holiday and maybe it's not quite as big as or worth it as you know they, they try to make it who knows the reasons for not i mean because part of it too is they're trying to make sure that they're a valuable company for their their stockholders and stuff like that so if they were to say hey prime day numbers were lower than anticipated that wouldn't look good
1: no I i get it it just it was interesting to me because, like, they had, what's going on? Oh, I need to, t- so if you're listening to the podcast, Mike just pointed that I needed to talk to the microphone, so I hope it sounds better now. Uh, but, you know, they had, here's what happened. They had a lot of Prime, like, sign-up, and Prime's like $120 now.
0: Yeah, it's super expensive.
1: I, I was kind of shocked,
0: but. I used to get the student discount back when I was in, in college. That was nice. It was like 70.
1: dollars I do remember. There's also, isn't there like a, a parent discount? A parent. I remember working that when I was like, I shouldn't say this, but I think there was a time that I tried to work that. And I did. I almost, I had a kid. They were just in the works. What? (laughs) What Are you talking about? No, like, like at that time, you know, my my wife was pregnant. So we're like, Hey, we have a kid. I think that was valid. All right. (laughs) Anyways. Okay. So still it was huge for everybody. Right. So just real quick, I'll read this from Forbes Uh, on Forbes. Let me just, should I just take the mic off the stand? No. Okay. Not going to do that. All right. said that prime day officially became the black Friday of the summer with rivals from Walmart to best buy vine with Amazon for their own deals. Retailers over a billion annual sales saw their sales on average jump 68%. That's intense. Right. And even eBay headed their sales. Now I didn't see a lot of eBay. sales. did you see a lot of eBay sales on prime days? Um, not more than the Maybe usual. if we had new items, we would have had those. Yeah, it was just a few. So, but it basically means that, hey, Prime Day, like maybe if you're selling on other platform or selling new items, it's just not an Amazon thing. And maybe that'll change even more. Right. So anyways, that's what I'll say about Prime Day. It's just one of those. I already said my piece. It's definitely worth your time, especially if, you know. You're, you know, you're doing a lot of FBA on the side, but you only pick it up over Q4. Maybe it's worth picking up before Prime Day. So, all right. But here's the other sad part about Amazon. And this isn't going to, well, Mike's going to get a shipment together. I think you were motivated today.
0: Yeah. Our, our talk with uh, Hustle at Home Mom really, really got me a little more pumped about doing Amazon. So.
1: she was the real deal. I'm telling you, like, the, her, her interview. Here's the thing. I think all our interviews are going to be real. Right, like I just get that sense, but you know, her discussion about Amazon, I think was is just you. Can, if you just listen to that, listen to the whole episode. But if you just listen to that and you're thinking about Amazon, it, it's it's gold. Yeah. So, but here, here's the deal: so Amazon is no longer doing like FBA shipments through FedEx, which is a big deal. And most of you do Amazon know this already. But I would save probably like twenty to thirty dollars on shipping every time I had a shipment go out. If I ship out 52 weeks a year, that's a lot of money I'm losing, right? So I don't know. I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. That Again, that's the hard thing, right? If you do Amazon, you only have so many options, right? If you do eBay, you have a plethora of options about shipping and how to ship and what you ship. But Amazon, it's like, you got to do what they say. So nice use of the word plethora. Did it work? Sure. It didn't work? No, it was good. It was just, Come on, English you know, major. Did no, it work? It, it worked. It's okay. just, I mean, who's, who Who says plethora? You know what? We're, we're, this is part of our level up review, right? Uh, we're reading these books and maybe plethora was in our last book. Maybe. Right. Hey, by the way, in our next level up review, what are we reading? Uh, oh yeah. The uh, <laughs> you four, <just>
0: forgot. <laughs> I, the four hour work week, which to be honest, I, I started to dig in a little bit. I, I, I still think it's going to be a good book, but I'm interested to see how much I'm going to get out of it. I'm not sure. Okay. This this might be, well, wonderful. we're going to put a link on the
1: a link to the book we're using, uh, for level up review. That's dropping in two weeks. So Tim Ferriss is Hour work week Four Hour work week. Okay. So that's all I got to say about that. I, but here, here's, here's what I got to say. In addition to Amazon is that eBay is coming for Amazon, but in a different way.
0: Yeah. I mean, one of the things we that, talked about this. Yeah. One of the things that we talked about, which was interesting is, uh, eBay is looking to do a managed delivery, right? So it's going to look similar to kind of the Amazon prime style of, of shipping, right? Where you're going to ship into a warehouse, they'll kind of manage the inventory. And when it sells, it goes, well, I after. got a
1: little different info though. Okay. I got new updates. Let's hear it. So what I've in my investigations, <laughs> so this is what happens when you have an MA in history. Like you always got to research stuff always. So I guess Amazon is being different than I mean, eBay is being different than Amazon, right? So, Amazon uses kind of what we call a vertical integration model. You know what I mean? Like, you buy everything that you're going to use. So, if you're going to use a warehouse, you make the warehouse, you buy the warehouse. If you, you know, you have the vehicles, like Amazon right now, right, has vans that they're like, you can get a job and you can start your own Amazon van business. Do you know about that? Yep. Okay. So, eBay is instead sourcing it out. So they're going through different like logistic companies. So it's going to be interesting. Do you get what I'm saying? So they're going through different companies for their shipping, different companies for like their warehouse. That's what, that's what all the latest buzz is about.
0: Huh? I mean, that, that's interesting. I think one of the things that, like <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it all plays out. But I just think that like for the type of reselling that we typically do for the most part, I don't think managed delivery is going to be a huge thing. Cause it seems like, It's going to be more, if you can get bulk buys of items sent in, it doesn't really seem like it's going to be the one-off. You've got a VCR, you're sending it in, you've got a rare bottle of cologne. It kind of, the vibe I got was you sent in, if you had almost more like either private label or if you had a lot of items, like you've got hundreds of a unit, it would get sent in and they'd kind of manage it that way. Is that kind of the the vibe you got on it too?
1: I did, but what I wanted to add to that, the reason I brought that up is that they're, you know, outsourcing or going to third party was that, you know, right now, like this FedEx thing to me is a huge hit, right? Well, if eBay is doing this, that means that there'll be greater competition amongst those third party groups to make, you know, to get the bid, right? Which I think in the end will, I believe will give, and I don't want to say, I don't want to go too much, but I think it will provide a challenge to Amazon because if, if eBay is able to get this rolling, right? Which is going to take time. I mean, it's going to take a lot of time, right? But, you know, if if it's cheaper to send stuff in, right? And, and you know, the interesting thing is that, you know, CEO Devin Wannick did was very clear that we're not going to deliver paper towels in four minutes, right? They're, they're going to take their time. So I don't know how that's going to play out. But if it provides a different model and certain people are are willing to go to eBay, I think it'll just open another platform for, you know, retail arbitrage and stuff like that. I could be wrong, but I just get the sense I'm always a fan that the more competitions out there as far as, you know, places for us to sell, the better it is for us.
0: Yeah. I think, I think you're right there. I also though think that, and we talked about it, you know, in, in past podcasts, eBay and Amazon are different and, and, you know, CEO of eBay made those comments, but it still seems like they want to capture that, that new, that new item audience. They want to be the the place people go for when it's like, oh, I need a new, you know, light bulb or I need new paper towels or whatever, all the stuff you get on Amazon. But I feel like what makes eBay unique is the unique one-off items. Right. And so... I don't know. Like almost like all of their marketing should be on that. Like all of their effort should be to that type of of selling, because then that people are going to go looking for that. Now again, I don't know all the numbers, and I do think they make a lot of money off of those new new type items. But I think I think if they were to say, Amazon has this field, we're going a different direction, and we are going to capture and we're going to destroy Mercari and we're
1: going to destroy
0: <laughs> wow. Poshmark. I hope they we don't destroy, use words like destroy. Well, you know, but kind I mean, of. like those are the competitions. like they are the ones that are selling more like us. Like yeah. we want to be we want to be the place people go to, even for the local game, like instead of Facebook marketplace. like mm-hmm. like we do this well. We already connect buyers to sellers of like one-off unique items really well. Let's be the premiere of that instead of like, I feel like you're you're chasing a giant when you're trying to go after Amazon. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode.
1: No, I agree. And to add to that, I think when that will be most effective is in a recession, right? Like, hey, you know, do you need to find goods for cheaper? We're here for eBay, right? Because Amazon, like, there's nothing cheap on Amazon. Like, every once in a while, you'll find something. But most of the time, like, if you're trying to find something that's, you know, it's sent so cheap, in by but- something like Orlando... It's going to cost money.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing. Though. I'm surprised so many people buy that kind of stuff on Amazon. Like when I buy stuff on Amazon, it's convenient. Well, I mean, it is convenient to an extent, but like when I, like for instance, when I was trying to do the retail arbitrage and I'm in Target scanning things or whatever, Amazon is almost always cheaper.
1: Almost always. That cheaper. is true. That is true. When they own a product, like when they have the right. Yeah, I, I get that.
0: So, you know, like a, the people who aren't going to Walmart and Target to buy stuff and are just doing all of their shopping online are going to go to Amazon over eBay because it's easy, it's guaranteed to be able to get all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So I think, I mean, even like my family, we prefer not to like go to a bunch of different places. Like we do most of our shopping at Costco, but it's like, there's some things you can't get there. So we also have to go to Trader Joe's. But then it's like, oh, but then there's that one brand that you have to go to, you know what I mean? So it's easier if it's like, okay, well how can we consolidate to just one place? I think Amazon is that one place for, that type of shopping that people do. So if eBay is trying to break into that market, people are going to say, well, I might be able to get some things on eBay cheaper, but then some things on Amazon, I I could just get everything on Amazon, right? I can't get everything on eBay. That worries me about them chasing that model. But I mean, what do I know?
1: But what if we can send in used items?
0: Yeah, that would be great. I mean,
1: if you're like in an apartment or you're in a condo like we are, like...
0: Oh, that would be the dream. Like, honestly, if they were to do that, if they were to say like, you can send in anything, right? Like, and I think it, it should be like box sizes. And here's the way. If like
1: I, you take the picture, like we take the pictures and everything. Yep.
0: And send it, package it and send it to them.
1: Yeah. Like we make the listing and we just send it.
0: And I think it should be like this. I, again, what do I know? We
1: don't even know. Like we're all theorizing right yeah. now. I don't know anything, but
0: this is, if I could have my perfect world with this, it would be eBay pays for the boxes and it's, based off box sizes, right? So you take the item, you take the pictures, you stick it in the box, it's packaged, you send it to them and like you pay for like, you know, maybe 10 cents a month for like a big box to store and you pay like, right? So you pay per box size, but then all of the boxes are already like dimensioned easily. So it all stacks and stuff. It's not going in different. You don't have to worry about them packaging your items and breaking them. And you just pay per box that sits in the warehouse until it sells. Like that would be, I mean, if you didn't have to keep your own inventory and you could just package it up in a free eBay box and send it to them. Cause that was one of the things they said is they want eBay boxes to be going out because that's free marketing, right? Like if there's, if there's an eBay box on almost every doorstep in America every day, that's huge. So give us those boxes for free and just let us pay, let us pay a a percentage of like whatever that box size is per month of storage.
1: Like that would be the dream. Well, I'm sure they've thought all this through. So I'm interested to see what they came up with, Mm. you know, I'm just, I'm positive about it. I, I, too. I think competition will either cause eBay to go next level or it'll cause Amazon to go next level. You know what I'm saying? And
0: which is good for buyers, but is it always good for sellers? That's the question.
1: Yeah. Because they want to keep us happy too. Well, no, they want to keep us
0: happy. Especially Amazon right now. Like they, they love their party. But as the cost of goods get faster and cheaper the profit margins for sellers oftentimes go down.
1: That is true. I can't disagree
0: with that. So, so I mean, but at the same time, the cost of your living will go down because the items you're buying are cheaper. So it ends up breaking even, you know, so yeah, not a bad thing.
1: It's good for the economy. That is for sure. Okay. Uh, the other item, and we already talked about this, the eBay Mua, the multi-user, multi-user <laughs> access account tool. So if you haven't had a chance, maybe I'll put this in our highlights on our Instagram. So, if you're trying to figure out where to go, it's really simple. You go to my eBay, you click on my eBay, then that'll take you to that screen where like on the has like your orders. If you bought anything from eBay on the, on the right. And then on the left says like my account, whatever, click on account. Then it will take you to the next screen where there's a box and that's where you have like your business policies and so on. The last option will say permissions. Click on that. And then that'll take you to Mua. Right? So it's not that hard to find. It's just, you know, I'm sure there's a YouTube video that's already been made. Mm But I want to help you guys out because I think it's a really big deal. Now, I want to take this opportunity if you haven't had a chance, make sure to follow us on Instagram. We are Pure Podcast, we're always, you know, dropping knowledge, sharing stories, you know, <laughs> detailing our journey that sometimes we aren't able to do on the podcast. We're Pure Cast on Twitter. Uh, we're Pure Soul Podcast on Facebook. If you want to give us a call share your hustle of the week or just have a question, we're 619-738-1170 at 619-738-1170 and you can shoot us the same email if you want. Uh podcast at Gmail dot com that's podcast, gmail.com and if you ever want to say thank you in a monetary way again we appreciate it we always love it when it comes in because we're like wow like people actually you know want want to send a, a dollar or two or we've had some decent ones uh we have a payPal link below and um yeah hey uh, thank you again for the review the reviews keep coming in
0: right yeah, and uh, that's super helpful I mean honestly more than anything that really helps us out to to when you like our videos, when you give a comment, when you leave a review, especially on iTunes, uh, it helps get our name out there and it helps, um, you know, validate that what we're doing is is legitimate and, you know, it encourages us too. you know what I mean? It's kind of that, yeah, it does. you know.
1: Oh, OK. Well, I'm I'm I good can with you doing this. Yeah, no, it's good. So thank you all. And if you ever want to get a chance, it's the iTunes. You do have to have an iTunes account. Somebody had DM me about that. But once you have that account, you can go in there. You can write a review and and hopefully it's it's good. <laughs> hopefully. So appreciate every one of you. Uh have we talked about it? We're at 10K followers on Instagram too. Woo. woo. So it's because of you guys. I mean, seriously, like we're we are we're just in shock. Straight up. And 10K.
0: Because uh, you guys are awesome. Yeah, Thanks. we're in
1: a good time. Listens are going up, views on YouTube, subscribers. So thank you all for your continued support. Really, really appreciate it. Okay. Do we want to talk about seller protections? I know we talked about that a little bit. Is there anything else we want to add that we... Ma- oh, we 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 missed one thing before seller protections. Pay per click. Oh, What? Ugh. <laughs> okay. Ugh. You don't like Ugh. it. You're okay.
0: So whoa, whoa, okay. All right. So promoted listings on steroids. That's what this yeah, is. It's yeah. premium. It's premium promoted listings, and instead of you pay when it sells, which is then it's validation that, hey, that was worth it for me to promote it. Agreed. Is you pay per click. So it pushes it up to the top. So the other one isn't going away. Promoted listings isn't going away. I
1: wonder how that's going to play out, though. Like, is the pay-per-click going to be higher than the promoted listing?
0: I think it's probably going to take them a while to figure out which is bringing in the most money. Um, Oh,
1: pay-per-click's going to bring money. I mean, I'm sure it
0: will. But if pay-per-click brings in, like, let's say... On average 2% per item sales price and the average promoted listing people are doing are 3.5% you yeah. know what I mean yeah, like I so get it. Yeah. I, I think they're gonna I think it's gonna take a little bit of time to really figure out those metrics and the algorithm is gonna constantly be adjusting to to meet that but um, but yeah so this way is even so, so right now you only pay on a promoted listing if they buy it when it's in that promoted listing spot clicking on a promoted Correct. listing now, anytime somebody clicks on your account or clicks on your item that's in that promoted listing spot, you pay even if they don't If buy. you
1: opt in for, it's not yeah, automatic. You have it, to opt you, in.
0: You opt into this special type of promotion. Um, okay, maybe, maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe this is going to be like a game changer and it's a small percentage to pay and it really ups your level and it gets you up to the top and it's worth it. I just worry that, you know, I mean, maybe there's a learning curve on our side, too. Like, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to promote an item with a pay-per-click. You're going to end up with a click-through rate that is not worth You got to be super
1: careful. I mean, on Amazon, it's a big deal in Q4. I mean, I've looked at it. I I almost did it. I just didn't... I just felt that my sales were good enough. Like, I didn't feel I needed to. Uh, but I think I'm going to toy around with it more, but you know, what scares me about, about pay-per-click and if you're an Amazon seller that does pay-per-click and it works out great, please let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear your, you know, what you have to say, uh, because I always go, man, that could be a runaway train.
0: Yeah. Here's the way I always look at something like that. I used to wrestle a little bit in high school and
1: another fun fact for Mike.
0: One of the things that, that people didn't understand about wrestling was like why people would cut weight. And they'd always say, well, like, just wrestle where you're at. If everybody just wrestled at the weight they were at, nobody had to cut weight, then it would be like fair. Which is true until the guy a weight class above you works really hard to cut some weight, doesn't drink water for a day, really, you know, works on dropping that 10 pounds just for the weigh-in and then wrestles you and you're going to get stomped. So you have to do that in order to be competitive. So what I think happens is it forces everybody to to like, you have to keep stepping it up, stepping it up, stepping it up in order to be competitive. And I I worry a little bit with the pay-per-click is if you're the only one doing it or one of the few people doing it, it might be totally worth it and you might be blowing your competition out. But then eventually all your competition is going to have to do it. And then now everybody's doing pay-per-click. Now you have the exact same chances of selling an item as you did before the pay-per-click, but now you're getting taxed on your sales.
1: You know what I mean? It kind of just yeah. becomes a, another tax. But here's what I'll say. So pretty much everything I would say that was unveiled That eBay open was awesome.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Like uh, it was two thumbs up.
1: Yeah. and But it's going to change things, you know, like managed delivery is going to change things. The image cleanup, which to me was so legit. It was so cool. But here's the thing. You're going to have to take better pictures, right? Especially if, you know, while there's that transition phase where it's only the first picture for a little bit. Right but ultimately everybody's going to have the same pictures. Right. And if there's pay-per-click, everybody's going to have, you know, those advantages, everybody's promoted listings. So what does that mean? got to source better, right? You got to, whether it's, you got to source items that people want, whether that means you got to source, you know, with the lower costs, like ultimately the, the days of, you know, and you got to offer other perks, free returns, free shipping. I know people hate hearing that, but it's going to get to a place where you're going to have to find how to get that edge. And to me, it's kind of like what Pete said in his interview with us that he doesn't do promoted listings. And he was basically like, well, if you have stuff that people are going to want, you're not going to need promoted listings. Right? So again, it's going to go, I think ultimately it's going to land on sourcing and you have stuff that people want and they're willing to pay and it's going to be different than the competition.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I just hope it doesn't turn into, you basically have to use promoted listing or the premier promoted listing in order to get sales because then if everybody's doing it.
1: See, I'm there with promoted promoted listings though.
0: I I think it's almost like to the back to the days of like pay per image, right? Like, you know how that was kind of like.
1: Yes, I remember those days. That was so weird.
0: So I kind of feel like it's almost that same thing where it's like, yeah, it's it's worth it to pay for that extra image because if you have more images in your competition, you'll sell. Well, everybody's maxing out their images. So everybody was paying more for their listings. So basically it was just, you pay the the overall price was higher
1: to list. Yeah. Okay. No, no. I remember those. I, it was, it was frustrating. Like you think about that. Now this sounds so antiquated. Right. But I think it's cause, you know, as technology moves forward, like everything's becoming free. Right. Yep. I mean, to me, I think it's still weird now that you got to pay, for different tiers of like internet speed. Right. Yeah. I I think the day is going to come where like, that's going to be a non-issue, but that's not what this podcast is about. (laughs) I don't know. But again, Hey, to me, it's again, all good things really appreciate what eBay is doing. Again, we're not, we're not sponsored by eBay. I just, to me, like not just cause we went to eBay open, but, you know, with the latest send offer, which I know some people had said, well, Posh had that. I get it, but I'm just thankful that we have it now, yep. right? That all these things to me have been all for the for the most part, like amazing steps that I haven't seen done in in a few years. Yeah,
0: yeah, right? no, it was it was great. You could definitely tell that there's a lot of steps moving in the right direction, and you know, every company, every person is going to swing and miss occasionally, but I think it was very clear that eBay. Um, you know, cares about the seller and wants to make sure that we're making more money. Cause let's be real, when you're making more money, eBay's making more money. Mm-hmm. And that's in the best interest of everybody. So, yeah.
1: And I, I loved it. Did we talk about this in another podcast? How like the VP of uh, seller experience, uh, Harry Temkin, uh-huh. had said that like he knows that there's pages that look like they're from the 1990s. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's like, anytime you see the
0: purple page, like, you know, it's old school. Yeah.
1: But w- what he said, which was encouraging to me, is like, we know that's there, but all these other things are priority right now. So we're not going to spend our time on things that aren't as important. I think that's a good thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's good. It's good for them to recognize that their, their time and energy is, is better spent in an area that's actually going to improve seller experience and buyer experience and ultimately
1: make more money. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. So if you're wondering, you're kind of lost on some of the stuff we're talking to, you can go back to, we have two episodes from eBay open uh, with lots of information there. So go check them out if you're kind of lost on what we're talking about. All right. I wanted to talk about cross, their cross-posting cross applications or whatever, third parties. There's two, right? We got approached by one. Do you remember their name? Uh, was it Sellhound? Cellhound, Cellhound uh-huh. And then there's Vendoo. V- okay. V-E-N-D-O-O. Yep, yep. So sellhound right now so a lot of you may know this but they're in beta now they're live but it's ebay right now it's just ebay but what they do is you i think you tell them the item or you just give them pictures of the item and they will like do everything for you right huh. vendu on the other hand right now, now sellhound eventually is going to get to a place where like you can list on posh and i believe on etsy i could be wrong you can check out their website and uh, we're supposed to, you know, we got a phone call, so we're supposed to talk to some cellhound yeah. folks in a little bit, too. Uh, and we'll get more information. And it, we've known about cellhound for a little bit. We just haven't discussed it here too much. We did, I think, one podcast. And they're going to get to a place where you can, like, list on all these platforms by using this third party, right? So it's kind of like InkFrog was to eBay, but now you can do it on different platforms. Same thing with Vendu. So Vendu, they were nice enough and they're all, aw- you know, not nice enough. They're super nice and awesome that they sent Mike and I both beta uh, you know, access. And so we're gonna be trying it out. We'll give you an update on the next update episode. And so Orlando will be listening on Poshmark, but ooh, ooh. but I'll be doing it through Vendu and just, you know, giving our feedback on on how it was. And you know, so far I've I've done it a few times and it's pretty streamlined.
0: Yeah, I mean, the nice thing is like, okay, so if 90% of the sales you get on Poshmark, just to give an example, uh, comes from sharing closets. That's still 10% that come naturally without having to share closets, mm-hmm. which means if you're already posting to eBay, if every item you post to eBay is just getting posted on Poshmark, that's going to increase your overall sales. Yeah. you know, It might be a small percentage, but if it's no extra work through, for you using
1: something like Vindu, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's just all things I got to think about, right? Because now there's also MUA. So, you know, you got to just, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, uh, I appreciate the innovation of the Vendu team of Sellhound, of, of these, you know, trying to make cross posting a lot easier. Yeah. I just appreciate that, you know, because I can't be as quick as sell quick, ship quick. Like, have you seen their cross posting? Yeah. Like, they're, they're next level. So, anyways, if you're listening, you guys should make a video on that. Just throwing it out there. So, All right. So that's our... That's our current topics. Yeah. Current topics. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's more. I think we're just so an easy open mind yeah, still. It's hard to it's hard to get out of that. All right. Do we want to share some bolos? Bolo. Oh, okay. Now we shared some of this yeah. on the live. It's yeah. okay to share the same ones again. I, Mike? I think
0: so. Yeah. If you were so if you watched our, our Instagram live, you got an exclusive to our bolos, which you know, hey, make sure you're subscribed to our Instagram, right? Like follow us on Instagram. We're always dropping stuff. Um, but um so have you heard it uh, already all 50
1: people. But hey, they got VIP access. Free VIP. There you go. All
0: right, what do you got? Okay, so this one's kind of interesting. So I still don't think I brought one in the room. I'll have to bring one sometime in case you haven't seen it. So um, my area where I live is one of the first areas that got Amazon Fresh, right? And if you don't know, Amazon Fresh is a delivery service for food. And it was great because they were one of the first ones to do it. And they kind of actually made all of the other, you know, places around here have to start doing free delivery and stuff like that. But, um, if you signed up for it, which I think it was like, wasn't too expensive as like $15 each delivery or like you paid $50 a month. I don't remember what the price was. You can get these deliveries. And it was all the food you ordered it on Amazon. When they first started the program, they came in these bags that were amazing. They're like these canvas green bags that fold up really, really small, like flat. And then you can open them up and like a cardboard piece goes down in the bottom and they're really sturdy and they have sturdy handles. And man, you those things could carry like, they'd shove milk and soda cans. So it'd be like a 50 pound bag and that bag can handle it, right? Really nice, looks like a box kind of square bag.
1: So like IKEA bags, but better.
0: Oh yeah, IKEA bags are like flimsy. Like these things are sturdy okay, all the way around. Okay, so, it's okay. like Imagine like carrying a box, <clears throat> okay, but with okay. handles. And it's covered in canvas, so there's no cardboard. It's weatherproof, like it can be rained on. It's got flaps that fold down and Velcro. <laughs> that is intense. Is it, I've never seen these bags, it, but uh, I'll have to show you. We used we used a bunch of them for our move. So, anyways, when they would come, they would come with a little thing that's like, if you would like to return this bag on your next delivery, leave it outside, and we'll collect them and when you, we drop off the next ones. It wasn't mandatory though; they didn't force you to to drop off bags. Like you could keep some, you could return some. I mean, it was they were Amazon branded, so people who were using them were advertising for Amazon. Anyways, I used to tell my wife, like, these are really nice bags. Like, we should keep a few. And she was, she's kind of a minimalist already. She's not very sentimental about things, doesn't like collecting things. So she's like, no, we don't need these bags. So I'd occasionally, every delivery or two, I'd keep one bag and shove it away in a corner. Like, I need this bag, right? So I had like 10 of them saved up and we use them for the move. And I was like, you know what? I wonder if I could buy more of these bags because I finally convinced her how great they were. We look them up on eBay and they're selling for like $30 to $40 a piece. Really? That is because, interesting. Because Amazon Fresh. Amazon
1: bags on eBay. Yeah.
0: Because Amazon <clears> Fresh <throat> stopped using those bags like six months into the program. Then they went to like a, a, a brown paper bag type bag. Okay? okay. They switched. And as soon as they switched, I was like, oh no, like we'll never get those green bags again. But I assumed they, they've they got to be on eBay for pretty cheap, five bucks a bag. No. They're like $30 a bag. And I'm like, oh man, we should have kept them because we had so many deliveries come through Amazon. I don't know what all the ethics are on on keeping all those, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like a blockbuster where you had to return it before you got the next ones. It was like, if you would like to return these bags. So
1: that is an interesting bolo. Yeah. So uh, the reason I
0: say it's a bolo is you might already have some sitting around your house if you had Amazon Fresh and you had those green bags. Or you never know, like if you're out and about at a garage sale and you see somebody's using one for something, you can potentially offer to buy a bunch of those Amazon bags. So... You never know. You'll never know if you find them. They 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 sell for quite a bit of money. And if you don't want to sell them, which my wife's like, we need to list ours. I'm like, "Uh
1: uh-uh, these are too nice. (laughs) Okay, so Mike's gonna hoard these Amazon bags.
0: Yeah, but they're a functional thing, right? It would be like making you sell your like your uh, your rack system
1: in your. your Okay, I get it. Yeah, because most of the stuff I have isn't functional. It's just stuff I like. Yeah. Okay, which I need to sell. All right. So my bolo. And I want to go back to Christmas stuff, just because right now, to me, is gonna be the beginning of Christmas items really selling. I mean, they actually start selling in July, but you're gonna see more of it. And this episode is dropping on July 31st, right? That's right. So you know, before August, I'm glad I know my months. You you could just say it's dropping today, because when they that is true, to that it, is true. It, it is already okay. July 31st. So we always talk about Department 56, but there's two brands we have not talked about. And one of them is Fitz and Floyd. And you got to be careful, with Fitz and Floyd. You got to do the research, but there's some stuff that's money out there. So uh, and, and the reason I say this, I haven't found Fitz and Floyd in a long time. So if things are harder to find, chances are they may be worth more. So I remember selling some nutcrackers that I paid $10 for two, three years ago from Fitz and Floyd, and I sold them for like $175 piece. right? It's found on my garage sale, right? And I've sold like trays and I've, I've sold a bunch of stuff. So keep an eye, but make sure like with everything to do the research, it's not like department 56 Department 56. There are some pieces that aren't worth a lot, but for the most part, most of it, you're going to make your money on. Mm -hmm. Right. Fitz and Floyd it's a little different. All depends on what you pick up. Depends on you. Depends what the color is, the design, you know, the uniqueness about it. The other one is Christopher Radco. Have you ever heard of that brand? I haven't. So they make Christmas ornaments and I just picked them up at an estate sale for $5 a piece. It was one of those sales, like the you know, the best ones are when the, nothing is priced. Mm. then you know you can work out you a deal really right do some wheeling and dealing, yeah, so I walked out with some Fitz and Floyd. I walked out with some Radco stuff, and I paid like I think fifteen dollars, and I'm probably gonna make you know hundred fifty on everything so it wasn't bad. But uh, keeping out for Radco stuff, it's you know, it looks it's pretty easy. It's gonna say Radco, okay? So now the ornament itself should, you know, on the bottom. Say it kind of like with Fitz and Floyd, but, you know, sometimes they don't if they're older, you know, but I've sold like all kinds of ornaments. It's just been so long and thrift stores do not have these items. And I don't know why, at least in San Diego, could be because they're selling, sending them to auction. It could be because maybe people in the area aren't, you know, donating those items. But, you know, I find that most of those items, the Radical and the Fitz and Floyd stuff, I find at garage sales. So that's the bolo.
0: That's good stuff, man.
1: I feel sad i feel like we should have hustle of the week but that's on our themed episode it's
0: on our themed episode so um did I, did you see my insta story about the uh, estate cell i was at with the department 56 kind yeah i did okay so there was i walked into the state cell and there was a whole bunch of christmas ornaments and christmas decorations and i'm kind of looking through them and i don't see anything that's like super valuable yeah and i see a sign that says department 56 three dollars an item right and i'm like
1: oh that's killer yes, right, right yeah
0: and i'm looking i don't see any department 56 and i'm there early like i'm there right when it opened so i ran to the guy out front i'm like uh is the sign says department 56 is there department 56 items here and he's like yeah over in the corner in that shelf over there and i walked over there nothing not a single department 56 item so i i think they were just assuming like christmas village item is department 56 it was a bummer that's that's just terrible yeah. that is a bummer but i didn't look i didn't know about Fitz and Floyd and Radco. So maybe, maybe there was some of that there. Yeah. But
1: there's other know. stuff like a Charles Dickens village and there's like some other brands that like are just aren't good. They're not good. Like Lumex, I think is the other one. Like it depends. Maybe there's some good ones, but yeah, sometimes and you got to be careful. Cause I've done a major haul of department 56 and I come home and like 90% of it is, and then they just throw these random, you know, brands in there. So you also got to be careful about that. But, You know, no, I remember seeing that. Yeah. Those are letdowns. Like, and you know what I get all the time is um, whether it's friends or people on the DMs that go like, Hey, what do you think about this Christmas item? And I'm pretty much like, unless it's department 56 or Fitz and Floyd or Radco or there's a few other brands like, you know, run. (laughs) Yeah, Because what you're going to do is you're going to look at it and you're going to go like, Hey, this looks really special. It might sell for more. It's not going to. It's not going to. So
0: yeah, Christmas decorations are those things that like everybody already has totes and totes of. So people are only going to be buying more if it's if it's really unique, worthwhile stuff.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. What are you looking forward to here? Oh,
0: man. So since the last few weeks have been crazy, i completely moving out of my house. Actually, tomorrow's like my last day at my condo. And so we have to finish up, like clean up, make sure everything's 100 percent out. Um, I finally finished my solar system, which is running great at the house.
1: All by himself, by the way. That was That was impressive.
0: Yeah. Like we're hundred percent off the grid. Like some people do solar and they're connected to the grid. We're like, if we don't have these batteries charged, we don't have electricity at night. Right. So um, I've got that all figured out and we finished our move of all of our eBay inventory, but we've been so busy with like moving stuff and getting stuff set up and downsizing and selling that like. I have not really been able to list a lot on eBay. I really haven't had time for anything. It's been like every day. I, I remember telling my wife, like, I don't know what it's like to like not have a lot of stuff to do. Like if, you, if she were to tell me right now, like, you have to clean out this entire shed and you have to do this. You have to do that. I'm just like, OK, got it. Because I've been doing so much. Mm-hmm. If you were to tell me that like a couple of months ago I had to do that, I'd probably complain like, oh, that's so much to do. I don't know how I'd ever get it done, you know, because like I've just almost become desensitized to like overload of stuff to Mm -hmm. do so i'm really looking forward to like getting back onto like a normal schedule having some time to get some items listed um really start upping my sales and uh and going through this inventory i have two racks of inventory that i've been sourcing and have not been listed so my uh my death pile slash inventory reserve is is
1: very full i get that you know but i am of the belief and you know what was nice about ebay open running to a lot of people that agree with me that Death piles are a good thing, like we've talked about that like as
0: long as they don't stay death piles indefinitely
1: agreed, but it's always good to have inventory to list to stay active
0: i think I think there should be like a limit. It should be like you can an item can be in the death pile for a certain amount of time before it becomes dead. you know what I mean like okay. it's almost too much, so I think it's like okay, if an item's in your death pile for I don't know what that number is a month a week depends on how much inventory you have and how fast you move, but if an item stays in in a death pile for a year at that point i don't know if it's good that you've got a big death pile. Oh,
1: okay i get what you're saying
0: so there should no, be I like agree. a. so if you always have a death pile that's good as long as what's in that death pile is constantly changing
1: 100 i, I can not agree oh wait i do agree sorry all right so what am i looking for? yeah what are you to? looking forward to well there's a few things uh you know i'm looking forward to getting back into amazon some more Uh, right now I have like over a hundred pieces of apparel sitting in my living room that has to be shipped out. Uh, I haven't done that. You know, friends and family was good, like really good. Uh, and it's, it's one of those things where, you know what happened with friends and family? Those of you that experienced this, like it's going to get harder to source because before I used to have like this universal barcode and that went away. Now you need physical cards. So unless you know someone or unless you buy them off eBay, like it's going to be tougher, but anyway, that's a side note. I, you know, I, I really want to keep it. It's, it's funny because I am not a big fan of Amazon in the sense that like, I don't like how they compete against me. I don't like how, you know, they'll put something up that they have, they don't have in stock, but it's backordered, but they won't, you know, I can't get the buy box, like whatever it's their business is a sandbox, but you know, Again, I've got an eBay to a point where eBay is nice and it's paying the bills. Mm. Amazon's just extra, but I want to make a little extra, you know? And the other part is I'm excited about using this multi-user access account, like with my helper, because if it streamlines things and it's a lot easier, like, I don't know. I, I just feel like I'll be able to maybe take on another helper and be able to scale more, mm. right? Because one of the things I want to do is I want to, keep scaling to a point where I I'm just sourcing. Right. I, I will tell you though, I do like listening. I do. I really, I enjoy sitting down, you know, Netflix and list. Like it just, I enjoy, I've watched a lot of good series off of that, but. Well you listen to a lot of good series. yeah Maybe you can't put a lot
0: of attention into it. I See, can. it has to be brainless stuff that you're watching. It is brainless though. See, like. like- I, I don't know. My entertainment has to like engage all of my mind.
1: Otherwise- well, I won't pick stuff like inception, like the movie inception where you like, you have to watch every single moment of it. Right. Are you are going to miss out what's going on, but it's still good. So I'm looking forward to that. I am looking forward to, uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm being more selective in my sourcing. So I'm really trying to, I already have a lot of nineties gear, but I'm really trying to get more into that niche. Cause I feel like, it's still hot and I don't know how much longer it's going to be hot, but I want to ride that wave. And so I'm going to be sourcing more for that. I got a couple connections here and there. And so I'll be sharing that in Instagram stories coming soon. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. I like it. So, and and we have a lot going on. We have our next level up review.
0: Yeah. So make sure to pick up uh, the four hour work week. If you're interested in, in our newest level up review, if you've already read it, still listen in um, and definitely Participate in comments, right? Because we're gonna miss some. We got stuff. some good feedback in yeah. our comments. Yeah, the other there, there might be things that you like about the book, you don't like. So we're we're never unless we explicitly say like we recommend this book. Like we're not saying like we recommend this book. We're just saying hey, these are books that have a lot of attention in the community or just they seem to have maybe some literary merit, you know, we might go down that route.
1: Literary merit.
0: So, uh, so we want to kind of look at them and see why are people talking about them? What are the positives we can take out of it? So we're going to be doing the four hour work week, which, um, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm open-minded. So, and that's, that's how I'm going to go into it and we'll see how it goes. So yeah. And I'm I'm sure there's going to be a lot to take from it.
1: And don't forget to check out our hustle at home, uh, interview. I saw at home. Mom oh, I interview, mom, yeah. uh, dropping this Sunday. But uh, hey, thank you all for everything. Hopefully, we you know continue to bring value to you. Make sure to be real, be relevant, and be reselling. Peace. Peace.